Know.com. Clarity about reality. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We have lived to see another week. And we have entered into the month of Rabi' al-Awwal. The month of Rabi' al-Awwal. We are now on the sixth day, soon to be the seventh day. I would like to remind you that the 12th of Rabi' al-Awwal is not only the day that the Messenger of Allah was born on, it is also the exact same day that he died on. This is the same day that Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal died on. And it is also this same day that many other stellar luminaries of this ummah died on. This ties in with some of what I want to discuss with you today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ذلك ومن يعظم شعائر الله فإنها من تقوى القلوب That is so that whoever shows reverence for and respects the شعائر the signs of Allah that is from the taqwa of his heart. Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, Ayah 32. Sha'air is the plural of the word in Arabic, Sha'ira. Sha'ira in Arabic means anything that is a sign or a symbol or a stamp. If you go to court because of some unfortunate incident, when you walk into, whether it is a magistrate or crown court or a high-ranking court outside of that, if you go to one of those courts, you will notice on the wall is a crest. And within that crest are two things. One is the horse of Revelation and the Lion of Judah. Those are used as the two stamps for this empire. That is their stamp. That is their sign. If you were to get a chisel and a hammer and to find a ladder long enough to reach and you begin to chip away at them, you'd be arrested. If you saw one of the royal family, particularly the monarch herself, during a procession and pushed her over and kicked her, you would go to prison for a long period of time because they have this understanding that there are such things as signs and symbols. There's such thing as certain things that you are supposed to respect. You go to the Arlington Cemetery and start kicking over tombstones in the United States where George Washington and Abraham Lincoln are buried. This is something they can't bear this. There's signs and symbols. Well, likewise, we as Muslims, we have signs and symbols of this religion. Now there are three divisions of signs and symbols of the religion. The first division are particular to everyone, certain signs and symbols. Like for example, the Qur'an. The Qur'an is particular to everyone. 
the sunnah is particular to everyone and fiqh is particular to everyone. These are sha'air of Allah. They're particular. Everyone knows them when they see them. And they know that they are to respect them. And everyone has access to them and everyone is commanded with them. So when you see the Qur'an, when you see the sunnah, when you see the things that are connected with fiqh, you must respect these things. They're from the sha'air, the clear and open signs of Allah. Clear and open signs. The second division of sha'air are the things that are known to everything, but only a particular people have been commanded with them. These are things like the hijab. Only a certain class of people have been commanded with them. These are things like the adhan, the iqama. These are only certain people have been commanded to do these things, but they're known by all. And these are things that are to be respected that they're to be shown sanctity. The third category of things that are signs and symbols of Allah are things that <clears throat> are known to everyone, but in addition to being known by everyone, they receive special veneration. They receive special veneration that Allah has commanded. Now, this particular ayah in Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, ayah 32, is talking specifically about the Kaaba or the Masjid Al-Haram, although its application is for every sign of Allah. There are certain things that we are supposed to do when we see or in the presence of the Kaaba and Al-Masjid Al-Haram. When you come to Al-Masjid Al-Haram, you don't do Tahiyyatul Masjid before you sit down. You do Tawaf. Al-Masjid Al-Haram... When you are making tawaf, there's a certain type of clothing you have if you're making umrah, if you're making hajj. You're not to clip your fingernails or your toenails or cut your hair or have your head covered if you're on hajj and umrah. There's certain things that are expected from you as a man. If you're a woman, you have many of the same rules, although they're slightly different because they reflect the female obligations. But much of it is the same. There are certain ways that you are supposed to venerate these signs and symbols, the curtains of the Kaaba, the structure of the Kaaba. When you go away from it, you don't immediately turn your back on it. You back away from it, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you in the Quran. You move away from it first, and then when you're to go up the steps or move out of sight of it, then you turn around. There's certain things, there's certain etiquettes that Allah has mentioned in His book, certain things that you are supposed to do. There are signs and symbols of Allah that He's placed in the earth. Now, why is all this important? Because in dealing with signs and symbols, if you sometimes live next to a foreign culture or a foreign dominion, you can pick up bad habits. You can pick up the habits of that culture. I'll give you an example very quickly. When I was in university, our teacher, Mr. Kedward, when I would walk in, he had this thing that when you are in the presence of the American flag, you take your hat off. And so people would come in, take the hat off. Whenever you come indoors, you take your hat off. Lady walks by, you tip your hat. These are, these are Anglo-American matters. That's got nothing to do with me. I'm a Muslim. And the sha'ir of Allah dictates that the nobility of a man is to cover his head, indoors or outdoors. 
So when I came in and he said, well, you have to take your hat off in the presence of the flag, I said, I won't take my hat. I won't take anything on my head, on my head off in the presence of that wretched scrap of cloth. So him and I started to collide. Why? Because his understanding of sanctity was different to mine. Why? Because he's a foreign nation. And I don't mean nation just that, oh, he was white or, oh, he was this. I mean in the sense of another religion, another deity. Americana, this sweeping culture that's skipping across the world and laying down its footprints, is another religion. And as Muslims, we face these things, but just as we face the Romans, the Byzantines, the Babylonians, all these other nations, we have to be the same way with them as we were with the Byzantines, the Babylonians, and others, which is what? We have to remain unaffected by these things. We have to remain unaffected. In these days and times, I want you to remember that the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are to be respected. One of the most disturbing things that you can see that I saw recently was where you had Muslims in discussing the battle that Jack Straw brought up those years ago regarding to niqab or not to niqab. That is the question. You now find some of the Muslims openly moving against the niqab, mocking it, doing these other things. And all of the scholars, and I'll particularly I'll quote Imam Wafuddin Qudaman as a Mughni, he stated that, quote, whoever shows disdain for, disrespects, or undermines any of the sha'a'ir, signs of Allah, is a kafir outside of the religion of the Muslims. And we don't know any difference of opinion in that regard. So there's certain things that are so serious, the signs of Allah, the Quran, it's so serious as a sign of Allah. But sometimes you go into masjids, the pages are torn out, the pages are wrinkled, people have written in them, they've written their names on the cover, they've written their names inside, they've worn the pages because they've been whittling with the pages. I mean, this is a book, if you go to the museum in the Tokkapi Palace in Turkey, this is a book that Uthman's positive A, blood is spilled on Surat al-Baqarah in the section where he was murdered over, when he was reading over his portion of it. People just, they do that. But if you looked in some of the houses of these same people, if you look for the number one Spider-Man Marvel comic, you see that it's inside of shrink-wrapped plastic. It's kept in a room that has an ammonia and phosphorus element where it keeps the temperature at just the right basis so that the pages, they don't wilt and they don't suffer any uh, decrepitation or anything like that. That's what you see. Because there's a mockery of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a mockery of the signs of Allah. You will see when you go out, people, some of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that <clears throat> because of what's happened, the Muslim sisters often wind up being mocked. And this new culture, and I remember hearing it, the first time people started making this distinction between, you know, these are hijabis and these are niqabis. This is totally 
this is totally outside of, of the foundation. Of the, as, as if people who wear niqab don't wear hijab. As if they don't, well, what are they wearing? If they're wearing niqab, what are they wearing? Like this differentiation has been created, like there's two tiers of people. These are the special ones, and these ones, well, they're wearing niqab, but whew, gotta look out for them. No. This has been created, and it creates a rift between people. Oh, I don't know any Niqabi sisters. That's like a second category of people. That's like the difference between like South Africans and Jamaicans. It's not like that. Those people are all Muslims. And it comes from foreign customs that have been picked up. Foreign attitudes and behaviors that have been picked up. And because there's respect for the signs of Allah is either unknown to some people or it's been sort of cut down or it hasn't been instilled. It's led to these things. It's led to these things. And it's led to certain dangerous things. This is why the Prophet Muhammad said, there are some who the Quran curses them for they do not respect the statutes. So they don't respect the statutes in the Quran. They don't respect the statutes. There's another incident in which when you go out, you will see that there are some people when you're talking about the signs of Allah, one of the signs of Allah is the salah. The picture of the man praying is one of the most clearly recognizable signs of the Muslim. Whenever people see that on television or whatever else, and they usually show it to try to scare you, they will use, they will put on a really strong voice. This is Paris, France, 2012. And there's 500 Muslims outside. Allahu Akbar! And it shows them all praying in the streets, blocked off. And then they go, they cut to a French man. I can't even speak French on that street. It's Arabic. When the prayer time comes, I can't go down that street. But Islam and the Salah, the, the picture of the man praying, is one of the most defining and distinctive signs of the Muslim. It's distinctive. But some of the slaves of Allah don't take that sign of Allah as seriously. So when they are in the Salah, they move a great deal. They're tampering with their clothes and doing other things. Where the Prophet he saw a man praying and the man was praying, but he was moving his hands and moving his arms up and down his forearm and doing different things. And he said, this, man's, this man is doing nothing but moving. And his salah is of no avail to him. The companion said, but why? He's in prayer. And he said, no. If he was in prayer, all of his limbs would be at ease reflecting that. When some of the slaves of Allah are in Salah, there's the constant moving and the shifting around. And then even the way that we dress for Salah. We're going in the presence of Malikul Mulk, the king, the owner of all dominion. And I want you to think about this. I want you to take a picture in your mind of someone preparing for a job interview or preparing to be spoken to by a Fortune 500 company member. They're about to have an important interview with a Fortune 500 company holder. 
and you see they've got the pinstripe suit, they might even hired one for the day because they don't have one that's upscale enough. They've gone to all the different trouble to have it. They've asked their cousin or their brother, may I use your car? Because their car has dings in the paint job and it's not looking so good. And it doesn't look good to pull up to the valet in a 77 El Camino. It looks better if you come in a Honda Prius. He's thinking about all these different things. So he does that. He looks his best. And he goes into the interview. And when he sits, the way that he is with that Fortune 500 company holder is his attention is totally focused on him. He tries not to yawn. He holds his mouth shut. If he's yawning, you can't tell because he holds his mouth shut because he's focused. People are going for lunch. He's staying behind because he's trying to get as much information as he can because he doesn't know if he will be able to meet that man again. He doesn't know, will I be able to meet him again? Will I have the opportunity to sit down with him again and get whatever valuable insights he has? So he totally is engrossed in the moment. If you try to pull away, yeah, let's go for lunch. Get out of here, man. I don't know you. Get out of here. Even though you might be his friend. No, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying back. I don't want lunch. He's focused. Now, I want you to take that same individual, and I want you to look at his situation with regards to his salah. Clothes are dingy. He's not focused. He's praying and he's looking around and he's doing the other things and messing with. He's, he's in his prayer. His clothes aren't even properly concealing his genitalia. He's, when he's going into his ruku' and his other things, he's not, he's not taking due care with his prayer. So his genitalia are either exposed or the clothes that he's wearing, I'm, it just, he's in the masjid and it just looks like a porno in there. And I'm being totally clear with you. This is what we have to understand about the signs of Allah. All of those things are signs of Allah. Every single last one of them. Every single last one of them. Down to the adhan that we give. Giving the adhan is an honor. It's one of the signs of Allah. It's the announcement of Islam. And so we should be, if you're ever honored to give the adhan, you should make sure that you perfect your knowledge of the adhan. So when you give the adhan, it is correct. And it meets the requirements and standards of a shari adhan. Because all these are signs of Allah. And those who respect the signs of Allah, it's from what? Taqwa al-qulub. It's from the taqwa in their hearts. When you see someone respecting the signs of Allah, it's from the taqwa in their heart. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم أستغفر الله إن الله غفور رحيم الحمد رحيم. الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده وبعد. Now, when respecting the signs of Allah, we have to remember, as I mentioned before, the adhan, all these aspects of Islam, 
these core things that we see that are the demonstrations of Islam. I mean, I remember seeing one of the things that caught me off guard very quickly is the BBC had one of their token minstrel black-faced Muslims and they trotted him out as part of some bellicose, low-level B-movie uh, documentary on Islam. <coughs> and it showed such a powerful image of the Muslims making tawaf around the Kaaba. But then it shows him walking and he's giving an interview saying, now right now I'm at the Kaaba and I'm, and it totally profaned everything about what Al-Masjid Al-Haram is. Do you not have the common decency to refrain from filming? While there's people making tawaf, there's so much worship going on, the adhans, go, the adhans being made, there's all these other things. Do you not have any taqwa in your heart, you baboos, to do this type of things? This person is a baboso, this person is, is it's like a baboon, they, they have no self-control to understand that there's certain things that are so sacred that you don't profane them. You have to think about these things. People are going to see the Prophet When I went to see Al-Masjid al-Masjid al-Nabawi, one of the things I did when I first went, I went to give my salam to Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam. And what happened? There's people with, uh, I don't know what they call them now, but at my time I'm giving my age, they had camcorders, they had all different types of photography equipment and filming. I mean, I thought it was a movie set for Miramax Productions. Because there were that many people filming and people are shouting, get out of the way, I can't see the minbar. I'm trying to see the steps, get back. And people are trying to take slow motion films and people are doing the peace sign in front of the, the, the minbar of the Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam. What? What is wrong with these people? You go to the place at Arafah and on the rocks, the base rocks that are there, what have people done? They've done graffiti on the rocks. Mustafa kana huna. Mustafa was here. Mustafa wa Fatima. What is this kufr? What is this? These are the signs of Allah. That place at Arafah, at that rock, where he made the dua at that place, that place is where the Prophet sat on his camel and made dua. That place. It's got graffiti on the rocks. And one of the brothers that was there said, every year we have to clean these. Every year we have to clean these. They have to water, they have to pressure hose them with water. Because the things have just become profaned. Things have become profane. Every day, average, they've become profane. And this is one of the things. Whoever respects the signs of Allah, that's from the taqwa in their hearts. And sometimes you see some of the people from my generation, they chide some of the young people or whatever else. They see them and they're sitting and they show respect to the Quran in a certain way. Oh, you don't have to do that. What are you talking about? Of course he has to do that. I've been in masjids where men have sat down and they're laying down, feet facing towards the qibla with the, with the Quran in the other hand like they're reading a Mills and Boone porn novel. 
I almost split that man's head open. What is wrong with you? Why? Because this is the speech of Allah. What on earth is wrong with you? They don't do that when they read the first Marvel comic of the first Spider-Man series written by Stan Lee. They don't do that then. They're very careful. They lift the embossed pages very carefully. Oh, careful, careful. Take it out of the, take it out of the wrap. And they take, it, they take this number one. Because I know people who are Muslims who have the first Spider-Man comic. That Stan Lee wrote. And it's still got the 15 cent mark on it. And they pull it out of the plastic packaging very carefully. And he's shaking. And you can see the perspiration. The beads start to form slightly under, under the hairline. Because he's worried. Oh, I don't want to tear it. Oh, and it comes out. And he's like, okay. I'm going to show it to you. And he says, okay, don't be so rough with it. What are you doing? And you try to turn the page. He's like, careful. It's from 1970 or whatever. I felt like tearing it up in front of his face. Say, now what are you going to do with it? But I said, okay, let me look at the thing. So we're turning the pages, and he's like, look at it. Look at the print. It's all, you see how it doesn't bleed through? You can tell this is an original printing. Look at the pages, all the advertisements. I even have the coupons. Because he saved it, bought it, put it inside of the packaging. He even has the coupons. The pages haven't even yellowed. He's really proud of that fact. And you say, okay, where's your mushaf? It is wrapped, beautiful white keffin, just like for funerals, high up on the wall. And he's proud of the fact that there's no signs of wear from reading it. Wouldn't want anybody to think I was reading the thing. And this is the fitna. So the signs of Allah have to be respected. So my advice to myself and to you is this, in closing this off, because I know time is limited. My advice to myself and you is this. Number one, you have to understand that there are certain things that are signs of Allah. If you go on Hajj or Umrah, and you see garbage all over the ground in front of a masjid haram yet the birds don't have the guts to defecate on the Kaaba that means something's wrong with you as a human being because the blue jays that stay up 24 hours there are a lot of things but one thing they're not is stupid they don't defecate on the Kaaba on its, on its kiswa they're smart they're smart but as human beings we haven't been you have to respect the signs of Allah knowing what they are Knowing what these signs are. If you were at a masjid haram and you were sitting down in front of the Kaaba, would you put your feet directly towards it? Of course you don't. Well, what's the difference between you being in Bangkok, Thailand doing it and you directly in front of the Kaaba doing it? There's no difference. This is why when you look at brothers that have come, you see brothers that have come from Morocco, Mauritania, and they raise their hands, Allahu Akbar, and they look straight ahead. What? Why aren't they following the hadith? The hadith says they're supposed to be looking at the, at the place of prostration. That's correct. That's one hadith. But there was another one, and there's the understanding of Sa'id ibn Jubair and others, which is when you're looking straight ahead, you're not looking technically at the wall or people. You're imagining the Kaaba directly in front of you. So when he's in his salah, he's just seeing the Kaaba. It's like he's at al-Masjid al-Haram. That comes from the taqwa in his heart. That's the taqwa in his heart. So the first thing is you have to understand that you have to respect these signs of Allah. Number two, compare your respect with the signs of Allah versus the respect that you have, say, for profane things. For profane things. Some of us respect certain athletes, 
Some of us respect certain people, our buddies, our friends, our pals. And if they tell you something, oh yeah, and you take it right on board like a lemming. You respect your parents? Do you respect your parents? Do you respect those who are under your authority? I'll tell you something. It's about these type of things. I mean, someone a few days ago, one brother, he was here. I almost grabbed the brother and took him to the side because he was talking to me and he said that he knew me. And he said, oh, yeah, and I, and uh, because someone, and he mentioned, uh, one of the females in his family knew my wife, and he mentioned my wife's name. And I almost took him to the side because I didn't want him to say my wife's name out loud because I don't like people. I don't, like, I don't call my wife by her first name, and I don't let other people call my wife by her first name. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the thing that I have about my wife. I just, no, man, they shouldn't be doing that. So I talked through him, mentioning my wife's name so it wouldn't go out there because I have that type of respect. It's that, it's, it's versus, versus Pam, Melissa, Leanne, and Julie because you have to look at these things. Do you fear your female supervisor more than displeasing your wife for the sake of Allah? So think about these things. The number three thing I want you to leave, and we only have five, number three thing is this. When the signs of Allah, you look at them and you see them, every sign of Allah has respect according to what Allah has given him. According to what Allah has given him. What that means is this. The sign for the adhan is that you're silent and that you repeat what the imam says. The sign, the, the respect for the sign of Allah in the khutbah is that you're all silent, you're seated, you're listening to the khutbah. The sign of Allah for the salah is that your limbs are at rest, you are in salah, you are calm, you are humble. The sign of Allah for your parents is that you respect their authority and all of what you've been commanded to do uh, by them that is righteousness, that you do it. I come home, I don't tell my kids to, but for some reason, they must have picked it up from some other Arabs that they've seen around me, they kiss my hand for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's an Arab custom, but I never told them to do it. For some reason, it's something that's in them that makes them think that this is something that we should do. And that's from the taqwa in their little hearts. It's from the taqwa in their little hearts. Number four, I want you to, and I want myself, and I want you to, always beware of holding things that are signs of Allah as profane. There's a danger. It's a statement that these English people make where they say, familiarity breeds contempt. What that means is sometimes when you're around something all the time, you get used to it. Familiarity breeds contempt. That first Pop-Tart you had, it's the best Pop-Tart the world's ever seen. SubhanAllah, what was in there? Cinnamon? You might be ready to commit a robbery for that the next time you have one. But if you have a cupboard full of them, and every day you have one, every single day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Pop-Tarts. Before dinner, Pop-Tarts. Dinner, Pop-Tarts. After dinner, Pop-Tarts. The after dinner, dinner, Pop-Tarts. You lose that specialness that you had towards that food. You lose that. You have to ask yourself, how do I warn against that? How do I ward that off? By keeping it special. By keeping it special. So 
your salah, if you look at the, the companions, often they had specific clothes that they prayed in to keep that moment special. Perfect it. Make sure they pray in their best clothes. Often I know some people are butchers, things like that. Understood. Understood. But I'm talking about when you're not in those circumstances. When you're not a butcher. When you're not covered in blood because you're a surgeon and you're at the operating table. When you don't have gook all over you. And you're able to pray with good clothes. Then do so. Because it's showing respect to Allah's signs. Number five and final point is that I advise myself and, you, and, and yourselves with is when looking at the signs of Allah, never take any sign of Allah lightly. And I'll narrate this one incident and then we will, inshallah, conclude here. You remember very well what was in the newspaper months ago the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, had movies made about him he was castigated as a pedophile he was referred to as a criminal you, you remember all the debates because they were up in your face all the time and if you, had, if you were any place where you would work publicly your work colleagues brought it up uh, I don't mean to pry or anything else but are you Muslim? yes I'm Muslim I mean uh I can't get my thing around uh, Mohammed doing such and such totally basing everything on question time with Jonathan Dimbleby or everything else and they were having a good old time but you know what Allah is never mocked Allah defends those who believe their most beloved icon Jimmy Savile that great British idol and I do mean idol all the charitable work that he, all everything that he did they uncovered a history of pedophilia necrophilia and all the other pejorative horrific medical terms for people who have sexual vices the man was abusing old women that were dead in a hospice. What is Allah telling you? You want to disrespect one of my prophets? This is what I'm going to do to your people that you love. My prophets are never mocked. They had to demolish his grave. They had to demolish his grave. Ministers are being checked. People from as far back as 1965 are being arrested on pedophilia and sex abuse and child molestation charges and all these other things. You want to talk about someone being a pedophile? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, look at this. You want to disrespect someone and call someone a pedophile? Now you're going to see. And every single one you can think about, Blue Peter and all these other ones, you can never look at them the same again. Never. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken that from their hearts. Every single thing that Jimmy Savile touched as if it's, it's as if it's, it's become rotten, decrepit, filthy. Why? Because someone thought it was a smart idea to say something about a prophet. Never think that Allah is mocked. Allah defends those who believe. And sometimes it might not be on your schedule that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets them. But it will come. It will come.
Don't you think for a second that it won't. It will come. It always comes. The man that made the movie, Innocence of the Muslims, he's now in a federal prison. Why? For criminal stuff that he did before, some of which involves sexual abuse. Same guy that made a movie disrespecting the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, accusing him of being sexually depraved. He's in a federal prison like Leavenworth. And I'm sure his cellmates are becoming acquainted with him as well as we speak. As you reap, so you sow. That is the reality. Allah is never mocked. And if any of Allah's signs are mocked, oh, don't worry. Don't worry for a second. Don't think for a moment that those who reject faith, that Allah has forgotten about them, because he doesn't. He's not. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and Allah is not unmindful about what you do. Allah is not unmindful. He's not unmindful. So remember that, because if you undermine the signs of Allah, it could be you that's in the target range. Respect the signs of Allah. Respect Allah's revelation. Respect what Allah has laid down on the earth. And Allah will protect you and protect the believers. له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير لا إله إلا الله ولا نعبد إلا إياه له النعمة والفضل والثناء الحسن الجميل لا إله إلا الله مخلصين له الدين ولو كره الكافرون لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا مانع لما عطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد اللهم اغفر لنا المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات والمحسنين والمحسنات والمجاهدين ومناقبات الأحياء منهم والأموات Oh Allah, we seek your forgiveness and we ask you to forgive us from the sins that we committed from this last Juma all the way up until this one. Oh Allah, we ask that you take the evil from our hearts and that you replace it with goodness. Oh Allah, we ask that cowardice and laziness that you remove it from our hearts and that you replace it with bravery and steadfastness for this religion. Oh Allah, we ask that you make us among those who glorify your name at all times and fear none but you and you alone. Oh Allah, make us among those who respect your signs and we venerate them and glorify them as we glorify you. Oh Allah, protect us from disrespecting your signs and showing lightness to them because we know that it's showing lightness towards you. Oh Allah, make us among those who warn others about showing lightness to your signs and make us among those who can advise them so that they show respect and honor and glorification to your signs. And oh Allah, make us among those who remember this at all times. Oh Allah, protect us from profaning your signs and disrespecting those signs that you've left in the earth as your proofs. And O oh Allah, make us among those who glorify your name and avoid the tricks and plans of shaitan. And O oh Allah, forgive us for our sins and the evil actions that come from them. And O oh Allah, make us among those who glorify your name at all times, have bravery, and are always repentant. O oh Allah, accept our repentance. And O oh Allah, accept us for what we have done and forgive us for our evil deeds and replace them with good deeds.
And O oh Allah, let us be steadfast so we can worship you with more perfection and worship you as is your right. And O oh Allah, let us follow your commands and the statutes that you've laid down to us and fear no one but you alone. And O oh Allah, make us among those who are brave at all times in the face of tribulation and make us among, the, among those who can bear persecution with good cheer. We ask, O oh Allah, that you bless the Muslims under persecution wherever they may be. And O oh Allah, we ask that you bless the scholars of this ummah wherever they may be. And O oh Allah, we ask that you bless the Mujahideen for fight, who fight for this religion for no one's sake but your sake alone. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa rasulina Muhammad ibn Abdillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa sallam ajma'in yarhamir rahameen. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika wa ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk innahu ghafoorur rahim yarhamir rahameen wa aqimu salah. Know. Clarity about reality. See more at know.com.